0: Well if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Acts chapter sixteen. And we're going to be finishing up our time in, in Acts sixteen. And our time in Acts in this present journey, we're gonna um, probably go move into something different. I'm hoping to do a series in September on our heritage. And really um, delve into some of the core values that you've been reading about in part in our newsletters. Uh, But I I really believe that um, those themes are foundational for us. And uh, there are some themes that I want to really define us um, as a church moving forward. And so I want to look at that in September. But uh, Acts 16 this morning. How many of you know that whenever someone does something wrong, they often want to cover it up. <laughs> Our human tendency is to cover it up when we do something we're not supposed to. And it goes back to the Garden of Eden, right? I mean, Adam and Eve, when they got caught, they had already tried themselves to cover themselves up. They stowed coverings and then they went and hid to cover it up. And it's in our hearts, it's in the the nature, in our sinful nature, there's this desire to cover up whenever we do wrong. And that impacts not only us as individuals, but also the larger segments of society, the government, the structures around us, the institutions, businesses, How many of you know that there's a lot of cover-up that goes on? There's an awful lot of cover-up. And then when things get exposed, well, things begin to happen. People try to hide. And then we begin to see exactly the depth of the corruption and things that happen within society. We come this morning to Acts chapter 16 where... Paul and Silas have been mistreated. They've gone to prison. They've been beaten. They've gone through some things. But now we're on the heels of their release. We're getting to the story of of their release. But I want us to see this morning how they spoke up when the government wanted to cover up. When the government wanted to cover up, when, when when the magistrates wanted to cover up their wrong god's people spoke up i'll title my message this morning speak up speak up acts chapter 16 reading verse 35 through the end of the chapter and when it was day the magistrate sent the officers, saying let those men go So the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul saying the magistrates have sent to let you go now therefore depart and go in peace. But Paul said to them they have beaten us openly uncondemned Romans and have thrown us into prison and now do they put us out secretly no indeed let them come themselves and get us out. And the officers told these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard uh, that they were Romans. (laughs) Then they came and pleaded with them and brought them out and asked them to depart from the city. So they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they encouraged them and departed. Speak up. Speak up. The first thing... I want us to notice about this entire story is the way in which Paul stewarded his Roman citizenship. Because I think the context we have to see of speaking up is selflessness, not selfishness. Because notice this, Paul never said a word about his Roman citizenship earlier in the passage when he was facing imprisonment and was beaten with rods when he was mistreated. Paul never used his citizenship for his own self-protection but he did use it later on after enduring persecution he does then begin to speak up because he had the greater good in mind see see sometimes uh, we can be uh, we can be tempted to use our freedom, to use our um, privileged positions and our rights and the things we're guaranteed. We can be tempted to use them selfishly. But notice here the example of the Apostle Paul. He never uses his voice for self-protection, but only for selfless, selfless service to the preservation of his community. Amen. And we see that here. It was more, it was about more than freedom for Paul. It was about more than freedom because some speaking up, see, prevents cover-up. Speaking up prevents cover-up. Notice the uh, beginning of the story there. It, when it was day, the magistrates sent the officers. These officers are the same officers. They're, they're In the Greek, they're the rod bearers. They're the ones who would have been uh, doling out the lashes when they beat them days earlier. These were the rod bearers. These were the men who had mistreated them. The very ones who had struck them. The very ones who had beaten them with rods. And they come and they tell the jailer, hey, let those men go. So the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul saying the magistrates have said to let you go. Now therefore go and depart in peace. You can imagine the magistrate, the the jailer, who's coming to Paul and Silas. He's like, hey, guys, they said to let you go. Come on, go in peace. Open in the door. He's all excited. His brothers in Christ have just gained their freedom. If I were Paul and Silas, I'd be like, all right. Yep, peace. I'm out of here. But it was about more than freedom. It was about more than freedom. Because sometimes, if we're not careful, we can use our own personal freedom to shield us from the impact of our community, from the issues within our community. We can use our freedom to shield us from what might happen to others due to the injustices within the structures around us. Paul knew something. Paul knew. He knew. Listen, I I could just go in peace. I could just leave in peace. I could just get out of here and prevent and not have to endure anything else. They've just granted me my freedom. But he knew that if he did this, it would set a precedent. And it would set a precedent that these men could mistreat other Christians, other missionaries, other people, no matter what their citizenship. And speaking up prevents cover up. Speaking up enables me to prevent someone to covering up the, the wrong that they had done. Hey, he says, huh, oh, you think they want us to go in peace? They want us to leave? They just want to let us go and kind of uh, slough it off, sweep it under, under the rug and uh, as if nothing happened? No. No. Paul says, I'm going to speak up. I'm not going to let them cover it up because I'm not in this for me. It's not about my freedom. It's not about walking free. It's about the good of my community. It's about the good of the church. It's about the mission of God. I'm not here for my own self-preservation. I'm here to selflessly serve the world that God has placed me in. Speaking up prevents cover-up. Cause that's exactly what these men wanted. See, see the magistrates thought, we're just gonna go, we're just gonna open the doors, we're just gonna let them go, just let them, let them go. And Paul says, no way. You wanna cover it up, but I'm gonna speak up. I'm going to speak for the truth. I'm going to stand for righteousness. I'm going to stand for justice. I will not allow governmental structures. I will not allow you guys to mistreat me in violation of the law and say nothing. I will not allow you to mistreat me in violation of the law and do nothing. I will speak up when I see something wrong. I'll speak up because speaking up (coughs) prevents cover-up. So Paul's like, hey, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because he's speaking up brings conviction. Speaking up prevents cover up, but speaking up brings conviction. Look at what Paul says. So, but Paul said to them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned Romans and have thrown us into prison. And now do they want to put us out secretly? No, indeed, let them come themselves and get us out. See, speaking up brings conviction. Speaking up brings truth to power. Speaking up brings truth to the situation. Speaking up says, here's the deal. Here are the charges. Here's what they've done. They have beaten us openly as uncondemned Roman citizens and thrown us into prison. And now do they want to let us go? Now they're going to give us our freedom? Now they're going to treat us right? No way. See, Roman law Roman law protected Roman citizens. Remember how, uh, last week, or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how <clears throat> there were two types of law within Rome. There, there were, the, the rights of Roman citizens were protected by Roman law. So Roman citizens could, uh, they could not be beaten, they couldn't be handed over to rod bearers, they couldn't be thrown into prison, that, uh, or taken, like all of these things. There were uh, three or four different laws specifically uh, that these magistrates had violated in, in mistreating these men. And, and they should not have been taken into custody. They should not have been beaten. They should not have been imprisoned. And to, to top it all off, uh, Rome had a law uh, similar to our law where you, you couldn't be condemned without a trial. You, you couldn't be condemned uh, without being heard. So not only have they condemned them without a trial, not only have they condemned them without hearing them, but they have violated these other laws, handing them over to Rod bearers, having them been beaten, throwing them into prison. Listen, this was a big deal. Paul goes, hey, they've beaten us openly, uncondemned Roman citizens, and now they want us to leave. Nope. They want to cover it up. But I'm gonna speak up. So he brings the charges. These were serious, serious charges because uh, the reality was if, if word of this got out that the, the, the colony at Philippi had mistreated Roman citizens this way, uh, they could have lost their status as a Roman colony furthermore the magistrates uh, that 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 handled these issues if if word got out that they had done this wrong they would have been fired and lost their jobs this was a big deal and they were leveling charges so Paul levels the charges bringing conviction says here's exactly where you've gone wrong he puts his finger right there he goes they want to cover it up no 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 they're not covering this up here's what they did wrong and notice what happens verse 38 and the officers told these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. So the magistrates, the officers go back to the magistrates and go, hey, did you you know those guys are Roman citizens? And they're like, oh boy, Uh uh-oh. They could lose their job They could lose their government. I mean, this could shake up the entire city of Philippi because they have just committed a grave injustice. They have mistreated Roman citizens in violation of a number of different laws. And the Holy Spirit uses the words of Paul, the report of truth into the situation to bring conviction and notice this P, uh, church when the people of god speak up that may be the way of god to bring up charges and, and and stir up conviction within the hearts of people they were afraid they realized we've done something wrong we've violated a law we've got to take care of this this is a big issue this is a huge deal Speaking up brings conviction. These men are convicted. They know they've done wrong. They were afraid. Verse 39. Then they came and pleaded with them and brought them out. And ask them to depart from the city. Speaking up. Creates conversation. Speaking up. Prevents cover up. Speaking up brings conviction. But speaking up brings the opportunity. For conversation. Notice what happens. So, so Paul speaks the truth. To the situation. Paul addresses the charges. He brings Conviction. Now the Spirit of God is at work within the hearts of these men. They're afraid. They're scared for their life because they realize they have messed up big time. And this creates the opportunity for change. What was once something that could be covered up, when God's people spoke up, now there was an opportunity for conversation and change. Notice something, though. Notice this with me, too, about the response of God's people to injustice. They didn't stir up a riot. They didn't cause a ruckus. They didn't disturb the peace. They didn't make an issue trying to uh, go crazy. But they did work together with the governmental system in conversation to bring systemic change. To bring change. To bring protection. To make a difference. They didn't allow things to go on unchecked. They spoke up instead of covering up. But they did so with conversation. Notice this. Look at what happens. Verse 39. Then they came and pleaded with them. Now what's interesting is this word pleaded. Um, the word pleaded here is the verb uh, "parakaleo." And it's related to the term. If you're familiar with the term Paraclete, the noun form Paraclete is the name given to the Holy Spirit in John chapter uh, 14 and 16, I believe it is. It's the one called alongside. It means to comfort, to encourage, to strengthen, to to come alongside and put your arm around someone. So notice the notice the the turn of the tables here. Notice what happens. The, the people are convicted, the speaking up brings conviction, so the magistrates come to Paul and Silas, and they come up alongside him. Hey guys! <laughs> they come up alongside him, not this time as an accusative voice of, of, of condemnation, but in a way of conversation saying, let's, let's talk this out. Let's talk this out. And, Strengthening and encouragement and a building of that, that idea of, uh, of conversing. Notice that, that rather than destroy or dis- disturb the community, Paul then talks with them and brought them out and asked them to depart from the city. So they have a conversation and they just gently ask them, hey guys, would you leave, would you guys leave the city? See, the magistrates at this point don't want to stir up trouble. They don't want to cause problems. They don't want there to be a ruckus because there was a ruckus before. Now they're out of prison. There could be another ruckus stirred up in the city. Paul didn't want that either. And Paul was willing to enter into a conversation with the magistrates to preserve the peace of the community. He was enabled, they they came together, they worked together, they came alongside one another and came to a solution that let the men go free, but also preserved the peace of the community. Speaking up created the opportunity for conversation. See, for Paul, this was about more than his freedom. He was worried about the reputation of the church. See, if the word had gotten out that the church was anti-Roman, that the church had violated the law, that the church was a bunch of lawbreakers, their reputation and their witness within the community would be sacrificed. So Paul knew, hey, I've got to bring truth. I I can't let this get covered up because I've got to preserve the witness of the Christian community within the Roman Empire. We can't let this get spread that we're a bunch of lawbreakers that have gone to prison that have done wrong. Paul did nothing wrong. Furthermore, they didn't do anything wrong. The magistrates were the ones that did wrong. But the preservation of the witness of the Christian community and the preservation of the peace of the broader community was was the common ground upon which Paul and the magistrates were able to come alongside each other and bring peace to the community. Speaking up creates conversations. That can bring change. That can bring peace. That can bring truth. That things, instead of being covered up, can actually be solved. Can be worked through. Can, you know, can you imagine if, if instead of uh, allowing things to get out of hand, we allow courageous conversations to happen? That if God's people would speak up, then we would be able to have a conversation with the governmental leaders and the people in power and say, hey, this is the issue. This is the conviction. We can bring conviction, but if we're willing to have a conversation, we'll actually realize we're working together here for the common good. We're here to bring good. We're not here to stir up trouble, but we're here to make sure that justice reigns, that no other Christian missionaries get mistreated, that no one else has to endure what we've had to endure. We want the tr- we want the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and we'll speak that truth into into injustice so that things can be made right, not so that things can get stirred up, but that peace can reign in the community. Once again, speaking up creates conversation. And notice though, we see the dialogue as they talked it out. But then look at this. They they, they also um, had a, a conversation of discipleship. So verse 40, they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren... And encouraged them, they encouraged them and departed. See, they were they were there to have a dialogue not only with the governmental leaders but they go back to speak to the church to build up the church, to maintain the witness of the church. Evidently peace had been reached in such a way that Paul and Silas weren't too worried about spending a little bit of time at Lydia's house to to speak truth into the community to to disciple the church that had been planted there. Uh, This church was new, it was young, it, it had just started and Paul knew, I'm not I not only need to bring peace to the broader community, but I need to strengthen the church so that their witness can be sustained. So he encouraged them in the Lord. He brought strength to them. He consoled them. He comforted them. He had a conversation with the church before leaving town. Speaking up. The government wanted to cover it up. But Paul spoke up. He knew that he had to preserve truth. He needed to make sure no one else got mistreated. He needed to steward his freedom the right way. Instead of allowing his freedom to shield him from injustice, he used his freedom, he stewarded his privilege, he stewarded his voice in such a way that he reconciled and brought truth and conviction so that no one else would have to endure what he endured. He selflessly served with the freedom he had been given for the greater good of the community Around him. He spoke up. When the government wanted to cover him. Speaking up. He brought conviction. He brought truth. He spoke the truth. To protect others. And speaking up. Created the opportunity. To have a courageous conversation. So that things could be Resolved that the witness could be preserved, that the peace of the community could be preserved, that things could go on in peace. The question for us this morning is, will we speak up? When we see things on going on around us that are in violation of the law of the land, or when we see people mistreated, when we see things going not as they should, will we speak up, or will we become and allow our our our, our rights and our our freedoms to to shield us from that, to to just be able to say no, I I I'm free, I don't really care, it doesn't matter anymore, I, I as long as I'm free, that's it. Will we allow that privileged position of freedom that we ourselves are using and standing in? Will we allow that to be a shield or will we take that down and allow it to be a sound, to be a voice, to be able to speak truth into the culture, to say, look, this is wrong. You shouldn't be mistreating these people. You shouldn't be doing this. It's against the law. It needs to change. Don't cover that up. I'm going to speak up so that we can have a conversation and change the future of our world. Friends, our world needs Christians who will speak up. Who will make sure that people do not abuse their power. Who will make sure that people do not mistreat others the two greatest commandments that god gave were love the lord your god with all your heart your soul your mind and your strength the second is like it jesus said love your neighbor as yourself jewish interpreters took those passages and and, and they 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 saw the second commandment as an expansion of the first in, in in this way, that love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and this is how you do that. You love your neighbor who is like yourself. The, the reality was love for God is on display in our love for our neighbor. John said, how can you love God whom you can't see if you can't love your brother whom you can see? Friends, our love for our community, our contribution to the common good, our our standing up for what is right, our our, our making sure people don't get mistreated, it goes right to the heart of what God wants. It goes right to the heart of faith. It goes right to the, the twin core of what it means to follow Jesus. And my question for us is, will we speak up? Will I speak up? Will I speak up when I see someone being mistreated? Will I speak up when I see someone doing someone wrong? Will I speak up when I see someone abusing their authority and their power? Or will I speak truth and say, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're hurting our community. You're hurting my neighbor. Stop that. Not in a way that creates anger and stirs up trouble, but in a conversation that can bring change through the comfort and power of the Holy Spirit coming alongside. Hey, you know, that what you did there, you know, that probably wasn't the best thing. Maybe we should try this. See, you went off a little bit here. Let me bring some truth. Let me bring some conviction here you know, the Bible says we should be doing this or even the law of the land, that's not legal. Will we be a voice? Will we be a voice of truth? Will we be a voice of righteousness? Will we love our neighbor with the freedom that God has given us? Will we steward the privileged position we have in our citizenship for the good of others? Or will we allow the cover-up? Will we speak up? Or will we allow the cover-up to continue? Let's pray this morning. Father, God, I pray that we would learn from the example of the Apostle Paul. God, that we would learn to use the voice and the freedom that you've given us to speak up that we would not allow people to be mistreated, the laws to be abused, things to go wrong, that we would love our neighbor with our voice, and that we would steward our freedom not as a shield but as a sound, a sound that can be expressed in conversations that bring change. God, would you help me? Help me, Lord, to speak up. Help us as a church, Lord, to speak up. Help us, God, to love our neighbor in this way. Crucify the selfishness within us, God. Let us never use our rights and our responsibilities for our own selfish preservation, but instead use them in selfless service to our neighbor. That's what you've called us to. It's how your love is expressed in this world. Let us speak up, Lord. Let us not let things get covered up. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.